Hello guys, welcome back to On Point. I'm so sorry that there wasn't a pod episode. Last week I actually had one recorded and it was edited and I listened to it back and I was like, I hate the way I sound in this right now. Like I just sounded so pretentious and I was in a really weird mood that day. I think I was over it. I'd also like re-recorded it two times and I'll do that like topic another time, but for today, I have a little fun idea. I don't know if you guys remember the Instagram trend where people would say like say what your assumptions are about me and they would kind of like validate them or like say if they're wrong or they're right and I put a question thing up on my Instagram and I asked what are your guys' assumptions of me and I'm going to clear them all up today on the pod. I feel like this will be good um, because I mean as much as you guys probably know every single thing about me like I do think (laughs) it would be hard to have assumptions about me because I talk about absolutely everything that goes on in my brain on here and also on my YouTube channel over the years like you guys have seen me grow up so you know a lot of you know me actually really well but you know if you're new here (laughs) are you new here you might have some assumptions about me and I just think it'll be like beneficial for me to clear them up and just talk about them and you know it might lead to other conversations so I have like 25 screenshotted right now that seem juicy to answer. So let's get into it. Okay, this first one is one that I've wanted to clear up and answer for a long time because I think a lot of people have this assumption about me and I don't blame you guys because I think I've come across this way. But someone said, your their assumption is, you come from a well-off family and you are getting help from your parents to pay for things. This could not be more wrong in my life right now like let me just explain the trajectory of my family dynamic with money like we grew up in a really nice area and we had a decent house but to me and obviously like looking back now that house was incredible and we were like definitely well off you know we were I don't know we probably like middle income middle-ish income but we grew up in a really nice house, but my parents were very like frugal with money. So it was never ever like, mom, I want this bag from da da da. And they would just get it. Like every single thing that I really wanted had to be worked for, which I appreciate that I grew up that way. Um, and my parents just spent their money very differently. Like we didn't go on any family holidays ever. We didn't go out to dinner ever like it was very much they spent it on their business my dad spent it on breeding horses like we didn't grow up in a way that like we just got I got whatever I wanted but then my parents got divorced and shit hit the fan and I don't really know what went on but Basically, me and my mom had no money. We lived in New York. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment. I slept in the same bed as her for all of my eighth grade year. And we still, like, had money, but not enough to support a mother and a child. So it was a whole issue. And then we moved back 
for my high school, we moved back to where I grew up and I lived with multiple different families for the span of like three years. And it wasn't until my senior year or maybe it was my junior, junior to senior year, junior and senior year. Yes. We moved into an apartment that I found on my own. I didn't pay for anything at the time. But I was on a full scholarship at my dance studio all four years, so that expense didn't have to be paid by my mom because I wouldn't have been able to dance if that wasn't the case. Um, And we lived in a a small apartment. Like, definitely for the area that I was living in, we were not, like, part of the average. You know, like, we were below average. But that being said, during that time, I started my YouTube channel and I ended up becoming fully self-sufficient. I never got money from my dad. I, my mom paid for like the groceries and I think she supported me with point shoes in high school. But until like my senior year of high school, I became like self-sufficient senior year. And after that, I got my first car with my own money. I split rent with my mom after that year, the year after I got out of high school. We split rent. Um, I bought all my own things because at that point my YouTube channel was up and running, managed, brand deals coming through. Like I was fully self-sufficient and still am. I have not received any money from my parents at all since the age of 18, like genuinely, because also they don't have the money to give. (laughs) They both live frugally in their own worlds like they don't have money to just give to their kids and none of my parents pay for any of us neither of my parents pay for any of us of the kids um and I think a lot of people have this assumption about me because I have shown me going up to my dad's ranch I'm putting this in quotation marks and I try to say it better in my videos to say that it's the da- the the ranch my dad lives on because it is. He does not own this ranch. It's actually his friend, business partner that owns it. And my dad is the caretaker of the ranch. So he just lives on it, takes care of all the animals. But I go up all the time. I'm also best friends with the owner's daughter. Like we grew up together. So it's not my dad doesn't own that place. He does not pay for that place but I go up and visit him there because he is the one that stays there primarily. So I think a lot of people have that assumption. They're like, what the fuck? Like (laughs) you're going full Hannah Montana ranch moment, huge ranch at your dad's ranch. Like it's just not, that's not the case. So clearing that up. Other than that, if I ever post with a designer item, if I didn't buy it myself, like being at the one thing I bought a year of a designer item, like, It's probably something that my boyfriend bought me, which is amazing and I'm so grateful, but I don't like that you guys would think that I'm from, not that there's anything wrong with being from a well-off family, but I take a lot of pride in being pretty much self-made. All of my siblings are. And like I told my sister, I was showing my sister this assumption the other day and she was like, oh, I hate when people say that about me too. And, you know, I do take a lot of pride in being self-made and making my own money and paying for my own life but people are gonna believe what they want to believe it's whatever but I'm clearing it up for you guys if you're listening that I'm not from a well-off family like that at all um but I'm very fortunate to have worked hard to be where I am today and 
I'm happy that you guys see that I have security. Like that's something I've always wanted and wished for. So I'm very grateful for that. Okay, next response. You get hit on a lot. This is not true at all. Like I'd say in person, I might get like hit on quite a bit. Like creepy men will come up to me and say random things, but I don't think it's any more than the average female. Like I think that's just something that you experience as a female because men are gross but I get no one in my dms not that I want anyone because I'm taken but I don't get any men sliding into my dms like or any at least I mean I get creepy men that's for sure but I don't get any like cute boys ever sliding into my dms so I don't know why I think I'm just too cool (laughs) I'm the coolest girl in the world so like they can't handle me you know And also, I don't want them anyway. Okay, next one. I assume you wish you experienced at least the social aspects of attending college. This one is so accurate. So accurate. I was watching Gilmore Girls as I do because fall is incoming and they are defrosting. (laughs) Luke Steiner is defrosting. But I was watching Gilmore Girls. I was watching Rory at Yale and I was just like, that looks so fun because at the end of the day I was thinking about it and I was reminiscing on high school and I'm genuinely someone that really likes the school environment like I think I hated on it so much at the time because it interfered with my dance training but I I loved algebra I loved taking notes I loved chemistry I loved like the idea of going into a class and sitting there and learning like and being present I just love that concept and I think I did really well in that being a Capricorn that going to college while like having my freedom and like people treating me like an adult would have been so fun and good for me but at the end of the day I chose the right path for me because I wouldn't be able to have continued my YouTube career as heavily as I did if I did go to college so I wouldn't I don't regret it but I do think that right now in this time of my life and I say this every year that I should go sign up for some community college classes I'm just so nervous I don't know what's holding me back I don't even know where to start with that like do I have to apply like what what, what? I don't know what goes on and my schedule is so iffy like I never know if I can make something or not so and I know for myself like online classes I, I wouldn't be able to do online classes. Like I I need somewhere that I can go into and like sit and take notes for hours. Like I would love that. If my high school was like, Luna, you can come take the chemistry class again, the junior year honors chem, I would be elated. I would be there every single day. Like genuinely, if my high school is listening to this, which you definitely not, please let me back. Miss Elman's class. I would be so happy my notes in that class were like straight up artwork I had calligraphy pens and it was like shaded and she used to take pictures of my notes to send to absent students because they were they were incredible they were a work of art and I I don't know if I saved those notes I really should have though but yeah I do regret that I mean I'm not a social person and the only thing that I think of would be that would have been hard for me with the social aspect of college is that I'm not a partier and I think a lot of people socialize while partying in college and like having that sense of freedom but I had that freedom from a very young age so I don't know if that would have been something I could connect with people over you know okay next assumption 
you get called out on your over-enthusiasm by others. Um, I don't get called out for it. I think, if anything, it's the one thing people love the most about me, which is so sweet. Like, I think growing up when I, when my sister would be asked a question, like, in the sister tag, and they're like, what do you love the most about Luna? Everyone would always be that. I'm so excited about everything because I genuinely am really excited about so many things more more than I used to be. I think that was what was the hardest part about this past year for me, struggling with anxiety as heavily as I did and, you know, my OCD raging more than ever, was that I lost that enthusiasm for life that I always had growing up. As a kid, up through high school, like even now that I, I literally can feel myself coming back back to myself like I'm finally enthusiastic about things and I remember this whole year I'd be like dreading going to bed dreading having to spend the night alone dreading having to wake up like I just nothing made me happy or excited there was nothing for me to look forward to and now that I've really worked on my anxiety and have a lot of more things under control I feel that enthusiasm like I cannot wait after this podcast. It's like the sun will go down and I get to go to my crochet project that's on the sofa and I get to watch a show and I get to cook dinner. Like I'm so excited. And then in the morning before I even open my eyes, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to go get my coffee. And then I get to go in the car and I get to listen to my favorite album. Like there's just like this enthusiasm for life that I lost. And I think I talked about it in a podcast episode of me being like losing my lust for life. And this is something that I'm genuinely so grateful that is back because it makes me so happy. That's like the point of life is to have these things to look forward to and just be excited about your future and your present, of course. But yeah, also, I think fall and winter time, like it's impossible for me to be sad. It's just my favorite time ever. It's where I thrive. That's for sure. Okay, next assumption. I feel like you're a way bigger stoner than you let on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious how I l let on. Like, what kind of stoner or weed smoker do you guys think I am? Like, I think I'm a way bigger stoner than I even let myself let on. Like, I do don't smoke during the daytime. I would never wake up and, like, hit a joint like that's just I, I couldn't do that like I want to be present for my day but I will say I do smoke every single night once it's dark out and I'm done with all my work and I want to just unwind relax my body relax my mind watch oh recently I've been watching Our Planet on Netflix I don't know why like a lot of people are into it but I just started that and like smoking weed and watching that show and eating my frozen grapes is literally my favorite thing in the world. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's natural. And again, I'm not someone that's ever done a drug other than smoke weed. And I do, don't like barely ever drink. I think I drink like two times a month maximum. So if I can have my one little thing, then I'm, I'm going to keep it like whatever. It's fine. It's not a problem yet. And if it does become a problem, I'm very aware of it. But I love it. It helps me sleep. I feel relaxed. I feel so good and inspired. Like, I genuinely think that has a lot to do with my lust for life again because I was watching our planet and I was watching these like bugs and these dolphins and all these things. And I was like, wow, 
this world is incredible. <laughs> Definitely a high thought for sure. But I woke up carrying that feeling. So whatever. It's I don't think there's anything negative about it yet. But I'll keep you updated. It's not something I want to continue doing for the rest of my life. But for right now, I don't think it's that big of a problem. Okay, next assumption. You're the type to kiss girlfriends when drunk. 100%. I had a really big phase of doing this like two to two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, I would like, I don't know. I was going to a lot of parties at the time. Not a lot, but I, I was going to parties at the time and drinking more. And I definitely kissed all my friends. There was one night where I kissed like every single friend of mine. I don't know. I think it's just fun. Maybe I'm fruity or maybe I'm not. I don't know. I've never like made out with the girl though. But I've definitely given my friends a little smooch. Okay, next. You're controlling, but like in a very Virgo way. Well, I'm not a Virgo. I'm a Capricorn. But basically the same thing. Except we're better. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very controlling. And I hate it about myself. I think it's my one thing that I wish I could let loose on. And it's something I have to work on constantly, especially being in relationships I find myself wanting to control the other person and change the other person to be this like perfect thing that I want. And I try to control their life. And I think it's hard because I can't fully blame myself because it has a lot to do with my OCD. Um, and to explain the whole like concept of that is for me, I never want to feel a feeling without being prepared for it so when I am spiraling when I'm thinking about the future and and all these possible scenarios that could go on I'm feeling what I'm gonna feel at the time if those things do come true so that I can feel it now so it won't be a surprise to me later so when I'm trying to control people I'm trying to like <sighs> What, do you, what would you call that? Like prevent myself from feeling any feelings in the future because I have control over the situation and I know how I'm going to feel. So I think my control issues have a lot to do with that. So as I work more on my OCD and my anxiety, it's going to get better. And it's something I'm aware of and I know it's a problem, especially in relationships. But yeah, I, I definitely am controlling and I'm trying very, very hard to let that go I think I've talked about it but it's like building a Lego set with me it's like don't even try don't even try to do something collaborative with me because I'm going to take over the whole project because I know the best way to do it and it's really hard for me to do like teamwork activities and I hate it I hate it about myself but I'm working on it which is good okay next one says Nepo baby I'm in no way a Nepo baby I don't have anyone famous in my family lineage so that assumption can go out the door. I am no Nepo baby. Okay, next one. You never follow anyone back. That is not true. I follow most people back that I meet. But I do also mute a lot of people. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, someone said... Sometimes you seem bad with keeping level ground with friends based on podcast stories. 
Okay, it says here, to be on a level ground usually means to be starting slash being on the same level for the sake of being fair. To not have an unfair advantage is to play on level ground. I don't... I don't think that's true for me. I think I keep level ground with all my friends. I don't know what, like, not keeping level ground would be in a friendship. Would that be, like, using money or success against them or like putting myself on a pedestal I don't know I feel like I try to keep level ground as much as I can I don't think that it's necessarily my biggest problem with my friends I think I think my biggest problem in relationships romantic and platonic is that I take everything so personally and I take everything as a direct attack attack on me and it's really hard for me to not do that based on trauma that I've had again something I'm working on but I don't know if that has to do with level ground I don't know but I'm working on it is the key message (laughs) next one is you come from wealthy grandparents (laughs) no I don't I don't think I've ever gotten a dollar from my grandparents except for my grandpa on my dad's side he would give us some cash every Christmas But I never really knew my grandparents, which is sad. And they're all dead now, except for my dad's dad. Um, And I never really knew them that well because they all lived in Germany or Denmark, which is really sad. But no, they were not wealthy. Oh, my God. Next assumption. You don't really have a lot of friends. With all due love and respect. (laughs) You ate me up with that one. How did you know? Oh my God. I, listen, here's the thing about me. I don't have a lot of close friends, but I'm friends with everybody. (laughs) Like I have a really, really small close circle and I could name them all on one hand probably, but I'm acquaintances with a lot of people and it's funny because when my close friends will see me interact with like the LA scene or people at like influencers or whatever online, they're like, Oh my God, you just know everyone. Like how Luna, you know, everyone. And I'm like, what? Like, do I really like, I I don't ever hang out with these people, but you know, I guess I'm, I think I'm just good at making people feel like they're my friend. I think that's the Leo rising in me. Like I can go and make anyone feel comfortable enough to tell me their whole life story right then and there, which is great. Blessing and a curse. Not really a curse. Like I love making people feel comfortable. I wish more people would do that for me, you know, but no, I don't really have that many friends. That's for sure. Like I, I do not really hang out with a lot of people. And if we do, we're just like inside, like I don't go out or deal with fun things that often so yeah whatever you got me okay this next one is that you're a narcissist clinically diagnosed but actively working on yourself I'm not a narcissist clinically diagnosed I am actively working on myself I've never gotten that diagnosis and I've worked with multiple therapists and none of them have ever mentioned that to me But I do think I have narcissistic tendencies and I'll totally admit that to you. And it's definitely something that I try to work on. I think anybody 
in the public eye is going to have narcissistic tendencies because my job is literally to take photos of myself, to film myself, to hyperfixate on how I look or how I act. Like it, in a way, the brand is myself. So there's going to be perfectionism and obsession of self naturally that comes with that. Like most all actors and actresses are have narcissistic tendencies. It's just I think it's much more normal. And I again, I'm just diagnosing myself here. But definitely something that I actively try to work on and I don't want that to ever like get out of hand or any more than it is. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because it's gotten me to where I am and it's given me confidence to want to put myself out there, to open myself up to you guys, to talk about my mental problems, to talk about all these things with you. Um, you know, so I guess you could call that narcissistic tendencies or you could use another word for it. I don't know. Okay, next. You like matcha more than coffee. This is so not true. I'm a coffee fanatic. I have been since like middle school, probably. Um, I have my morning routine. I make my almond milk. I mix it with half almond milk, half oatly. And then I have my Stumptown hairbender espresso beans. It's like my whole thing. And I actually cannot go a day without it. I'm a coffee f- fanatic. 100%. And then every time I've tried matcha, I get so nauseous. And I told my brother this and he was like, yeah, me too. I don't know why. So I don't know what that's about. Like I'll enjoy matcha, but I don't necessarily like en- enjoy the taste that much. And I can't believe a lot of people really do like the cha- like the taste of, of matcha. It's, I don't know. Not the most appetizing thing to me in the world. I'd way rather have the taste of coffee. So yeah, not a matcha girl, unfortunately. Okay, next one. You have an eating disorder. I have talked about this before on here, but I do not have an eating disorder. I've actually never had an eating disorder. If you want to hear the full story about this, go watch my body image podcast episode and I'll explain start to finish all the issues I've had with my body and eating growing up. I definitely have had disordered eating in the past. Like, days will where I'll wake up and try to go as long as I can without eating or like you know body dysmorphia stuff all the time and you just need to watch that episode to like hear the full story but yeah no I've never had a full-on eating disorder which I'm very grateful and and happy because I've had multiple friends and growing up in the dance world seen so many people struggle with that but I've been you know, lucky to not have fallen down that hole that deep, you know, definitely struggled with body dysmorphia. And we've talked about that. But no, you assume wrong. I think a lot of people have this assumption. Because this past year, I lost a bunch of weight. And it became like a discussion online of people being like, commenting and being like oh girl you look so skinny like skinny whatever and all these girls would comment back like guys she's relapsing like don't comment this she's relapsing and (laughs) you know all of it was just all very much I had lost lost a bunch of weight because of anxiety I lost my appetite nothing about that was me restricting myself and I'm saying that honestly you guys know me. I would go on here and tell you that I had struggled with an eating disorder this year if that was the case. 
but I genuinely just lost appetite due to crippling anxiety. Like I've never, I know I'm going to look back at that time of my life in a couple years, even now being where in the place I am now, which is like not fully back to myself yet, but getting there. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe that dark place that I was in. Like, I really hope I never get there again. I need to do everything I can to not get there again. Um, but yeah, I think that's why people think I struggled with an eating disorder this past year specifically was because of that, which wasn't the case. And I hate that that's, you know, assumed, but clearing that up with you guys, luckily I'm healthy and okay now and slowly, but surely putting weight back on and I feel so good. Next assumption, you don't like piercings. Honestly, true. I have my obviously regular ears pierced and then I have my seconds and then I have a forward helix and I got all of these years ago and then like a year ago I tried to get a third and I tried to get like a cartilage and I just was in so much pain I couldn't sleep they were kept getting infected and I was like why am I doing this to myself like this is actual hell like why just to have cute jewelry like in my ears like no I was over it, but I love the piercings I have now. I wouldn't get any more. Like, I really don't ever see myself getting another piercing. I love what I have. I have my regulars. I have little tiny gold hoops in my second and that little gold hoop up in my forward helix. That I love that one. That one took forever to heal. I got that in high school, but I love it so much. It's so cute. <laughs> Next assumption. You go to parties looking for attention. Probably. Honestly, probably. <laughs> I do feel myself when I go to these and I think, listen, if I was going to a party with a bunch of just normal, let's say college students or other normal girls my age, I think I would go to have a good time. But it's really hard being in LA, being at these influencer parties, celebrity parties, whatever, and just standing there and just going there to have a good time because you're just constantly self-conscious. So I don't think I'm going there for attention necessarily, but I'm going there and I'm like perceiving everything. I'm like aware of all these things. I'm trying to read everybody. I'm trying to like see how they're reading me and I'm trying to look confident. It's, it's like, oh, it's the worst. It's literally the worst, you guys. I hate parties in LA. I really do. Who knows if I moved somewhere else, if I would like them anymore, but I don't know. I don't think I go to parties for attention. Sometimes I'll go to like a popping restaurant and put on like a really cute outfit and walk and like probably want like attention from people to like look at me. And that's like the biggest rush I'll get out of my like month of going out and then I'll go home. So maybe that counts. I don't know. Everybody does that, though. OK, next one. Up until the last few years, you've hated your natural hair texture. Could not be more true. I hated that I had wavy like curlyish hair growing up I remember in middle school I would cry every morning about my hair I just wanted the stick straight flat ironed hair silky hair that all the girls had and there's this video that my mom took of me having a mental breakdown when I was in sixth or seventh grade and I had like the most beautiful naturally wavy thick blonde hair and I was crying in the morning. I was like, mom, like everyone is just going to think I'm ugly. And this was because I had dated a boy 
that year in seventh grade and I posted a photo and then I broke up with him and he went and commented on that photo nice hair hashtag frizz fuck him honestly looking back at that that is the most mean bullying rudest thing a little middle school boy could ever say like after we had broken up nice hair hashtag frizz fuck you that's insane it was traumatizing and then i had this video of me crying it's actually so funny wait let me see if i can find it that would be hilarious i'm so dramatic in it oh my god i found it makes it work what, why are other people gonna think the same because everybody does wrong what, what does everybody think oh my god you guys can't even see this video but i'm like pacing around the house i'm like everybody does mom everyone thinks i'm ugly with my hair everyone thinks my hair is gross so sad so sad but yes up until the past couple years i never really knew how to fully take care of my curly hair and now i found like the shea moisture product products that i scrunch into my hair and my natural hair is thriving it's definitely harder to take care of but now at the point in my life I wouldn't change it for anything I think I'm so lucky to have textured hair so true assumption you're right on okay someone said you're kind of lost right now and have no idea what to do with your life hey if you would have asked me this a month ago I would have said absolutely true but I recently had my epiphany that I've been waiting for and I know what I, I want to do with my life. And you guys are just going to have to wait and see because it's in development. But I feel so inspired and good lately. I genuinely wish I had the answer for you guys. I don't know what switched in me. But I'm so happy. And I'm so inspired and motivated for life again. Like I obviously have bad days where I procrastinate and just want to be a hermit. But I feel so much more inspired these days. And I feel like I'm just leaning into my upbringing a little bit more and the things that make me me and just really diving back into those things and like I think I had my phase where I kind of went away from that and tried other things but I'm I'm a little ballerina at heart I'm a little Capricorn I'm a little freak control freak and I'm just gonna run with it and make a empire out of it and you guys are just not ready at all Okay, we're on the last few ones, you guys. You care too much about what others think. Don't worry. I do at times too. Lol. Okay. So true. So true. I I think I've always cared what people think about me, of course. I think that also comes with being in the dance world. You care so much how teachers perceive you and you want to be the best and you're a perfectionist and it's so competitive. So I think naturally you care what people think about you but obviously being in the public eye and doing videos and and being online like that has made it a lot worse but it could also have made it better because I think it gave me a thicker skin like at the very beginning I think hate comments would be so hurtful to me and I would take them so personally and now I'm just like whatever as long as you're not coming for my character or like even then, I, I think I know who I am at a point where if someone perceives me wrong, then I must have just like come across in a weird wrong way because I know who I am on the 
inside and that's all that really matters. So I have that mature, more mature perspective on it now, but I do care a lot what people think about me because I am a people pleaser. And something that has been as of late pretty bad is I just always think everyone's mad at me or I did something wrong. Like I have this like, I don't know what it is. I just feel like if my friend doesn't answer me, I'm like, oh my God, they hate me. I'm the worst person in the world. Or like sometimes I'll be in like a group of people or like friends and I'll say something. And I'm like, oh my God, that was too honest. That was too intense. Like they all hate me now. And I'll just make all these things up in my head. But that's just anxiety. So yeah, I think we all care about what people think about us, but I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> Someone said, you are very good at cooking one or two specific meals. This is so true. And I have three and I'll tell you them right now. The one meal I make consistently at least once a week is I'll buy salmon. I'll cook salmon in the oven. Very simple. I'll cook some white rice, cut up some cucumbers, some sesame seeds, some soy sauce and some spicy sriracha mayo and make it's basically the Emily Mariko whatever that I make all the time. I make a killer chicken noodle soup from scratch with no recipe. I make a really good oh my god I just made it the other day. I make a pumpkin fennel apple soup and I know that sounds insane but it is so good. It is so good. And then lastly, I make a spice, a good spicy vodka sauce pasta. Yeah, and a really good salad, arugula salad. Other than that, I don't really try new recipes and I want to. I just want to have like a really nice kitchen and more time. Well, I have time. I just am lazy. I'm lazy. There you have it. But yeah, I do stick to some, my, my meals that I know are good. Okay. I don't want to answer this one, but someone said, you've never been a mean girl. <sighs> I had a really bad phase, you guys. In elementary school, like third to fifth grade, I was an absolute bitch. I was the mean girl of the school. I had my, and I looking back at it now, it's because my, my siblings had left to college. My parents were really in their work headspace and I had like, I think I had an au pair at the time, like someone that came and lived with us in our house that would tri drive me to school and back. And I just needed attention. And I was so mean. Like I would tell my friends that it's like the Luna show and I would sit them down at the playground and like dance for them or I would pick my best friend of the week every Friday. Like I was an absolute bitch and I don't know why they were friends with me genuinely. Like I was so mean so so mean I I remember like my friend one of my friends Emma she she came to school in tutu and I was like no 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 tutus are my thing like I'm only allowed to wear tutus and she was like oh like so sad and scared oh makes me ill if my child is like anything like the the way I was like oh my god oh my god there's this one time there this one girl wanted to be a part of our friend group in fifth grade this girl and she had written me a note like I would love to hang out with you and your friends during lunch and I had wrote back to her like yeah just text me at this number and then I texted I put the number of this guy in the class and then the, the principal got involved it was like oh my god I was not a good child 
I was not a good child. But then I got whipped into shape. My parents got a divorce. I went to New York. I realized how lucky I was and that I can't be acting like that. And I think a lot of things changed for me. And I never was that mean girl again. Genuinely. I mean that. But I had my moment. Let me tell you. Last one is, you were a hardworking student at school but had average grades. It was the complete opposite for me. I was an average student but had great grades for no reason. Like, I genuinely remember, like, I didn't never really worked that hard in school, but I seemed to just have, like, average, not average, but, like, I had pretty good grades. I'd had mostly all A's and maybe, like, one or two B's at the end of the school years. And I don't think I really worked that hard. Like, I would fake a lot of my shit through school, which was great and lovely. But I enjoyed, like, the classes that I really liked, I would invest a lot of my time and energy into. And then there's classes I didn't really care about that I would just be like, all right, cool, essay, and whatever, turn it in. And I would somehow be, it would be okay. So, yeah. (laughs) Those are my assumptions, you guys. I hope you learned a little bit more about me. This was fun and scary, but mostly fun and I hope you got your answers (laughs) I love you guys so much please dm me um podcast ideas things you want me to talk about I would love to hear your suggestions and I'm so excited for this fall and winter season you guys it's gonna be so good so many good surprises coming up for you I love you so much thank you for listening to on point I will talk to you soon bye